episode 138 of Board Games with Variant Hex is all about our Games of the Month for January 2024. I'm Kelly, and in this episode, Aaron and I talk about what we played, what we'd play again, what we would get rid of, and more. We recorded this a bit early in the month due to some travel plans, so be sure to stick around for the outro to hear what else we played before the month ended. Without further ado, I'll turn it over to myself and Aaron talking about our Games of the Month for January 2024. Do you know what the loneliest number is? Zero? No, I thought it was one. It is. I'm messing with you. The number of the month. Okay, yeah. It is January, our first board game of the month episode for 2024. It will be a lonely episode. It'll be the only game of the month for 2024 posted so far. Before you know it, we'll have tons of them. We'll be doing the year in review all over again. So this month, we're going to go through the month in review fast-ish we didn't play a ton and we're also recording this early because the rest of the month it's not it's not looking great game wise so we'll go over how many games we played what we played what we played the most what was added all that kind of stuff so starting with how many games were played i played 18 you played 15 correct i had 22 plays and you had 18 plays and we played unlock game adventures agropolis Parks, Forest Shuffle, Dwarf Romantic, Imperial Miners, Res Arcana, Decorum, The Isle of Cats Explore and Draw, Seven Summits, Gravwell, that was the second edition one, Cryptid, Urban Legends, Ten, Penny Black, Sprawlopolis, Sky Team, Kites, and Adventures of Robin Hood. The game that was played the most was Unlocked Game Adventures. We played that three times, but... It's, it's really one... We played Yeah, each it's one box, but it kind of has three exit sort of games in it so you play through it once what's nice about that one though is it's replayable we won't i doubt replay it again we'll probably pass it along to friends but unlike the exit ones where you fundamentally alter there's a physical change that happens to some of the items when you play the unlock one can be reset and replayed Uh, but we also played adventures of robin hood twice it's really going to be three for the month i think we're going to play it again tonight and then uh i played agropolis a couple times now, what games were added to the collection? Unlock Game Adventures. We did get that one this month and played this month. Forest Shuffle as well. And just today from Kickstarter, French Quarter came. That is the same kind of line of games, like 25th century games, that includes Fleet the Dice Game, Three Sisters, and Motor City. So French Quarter is the fourth one in that kind of roll and write, same size box series. Yeah, unlikely that you would make it through this month without playing that one even though the rest uh, of the month. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Tune in for Game of the Month February. Yeah, we'll see. And if we, if there is something that we happen to play before this month is over, which again, is not looking likely, it'll either be in the intro and outro here or it'll just be thrown in the next month. So what games were sold? No games were sold yet, but... There's have, a list. There's a list. There is a call shelf. There's so much to get rid of that I got a metal shelf from somewhere else in the house and have filled it with games. So it's now neatly, it was just slowly encroaching upon our, like in our front door, our entryway. It was just more and more games getting stacked. So now they all have a shelf to be on. I think I posted a picture of the shelf somewhere. Maybe it's on X. I've been back on socials for Variant Hex. So I've been posting a lot of stuff that we've been playing, which means if you did follow us there, less of this is gonna be a surprise. Um, Nothing is sold yet. I think that's gonna be a February 
thing to start circulating the list of games that would be sold. Decide how to sell them. Actually, I've been putting it off for a while because it's a task I've never done before. Where and with who do we play games? With one another. Pretty Next much. Next month, we're going to play with Jason. We already have that scheduled, so that's oh, exciting. Yeah. And we played at the coffee house and at home, like usual. Didn't really, nothing too crazy this month. That is our month in review. Now, we'll do back to the table collection, not collection, about what game might not stay, and then our game of the month. But starting with back to the table, something we would like to play more. Aaron. Yeah, I'm gonna go with pick. I'm gonna go with Penny Black, and I feel like oh. uh, Penny Black's a, a nice little game. Uh, it's a stamp collection game. Yeah, uh, with why'd the, you say that with a laugh? It's a stamp collection game. Well, I was gonna say it's a collection game, and then I'm like stamp collection. Oh, stamp collecting is a thing, and then it made me chuckle. Oh, oh, not just a collecting not a, board yeah, game, but, but it's yeah. like a stamp okay. collecting game. And I got it. Um, what I think about it is like I didn't. I don't think I played especially well this last time that we played. But I think if I played it more, I would get to, I would, I, I think it's a game that kind of has several different types of strategies to develop and yeah? I think it would be pretty fun. Yeah. That is, I, that is not what I think about Penny Black at all. Oh, I mean. I think it, it's really light and you get four goals when you play um, and you put them on two sides of this stamp book that opens. All the components are fantastic. Exactly what you would expect in a much more expensive game, but it's like $30 is by Buffalo Games and they have uh, four different artists, I think, that did the stamps for the game. The stamps are acrylic tiles, just default, again, in this $30 game. Instead of, like, decorum we played this month, we have acrylic tiles. We had to buy those separately for more money than just the cardboard that usually comes with it. Nice to interact with and play. Everything fits together, works really nicely. But I don't think there's... How you play is so much going to be determined by the goals you get. The goals are all different, but effectively pretty similar right but then there's some synergies with the goals and then if you're not familiar with the game you pick goals that are at odds with one another and you feel like you'd like to give it another shot oh you do get to draft just barely and this you could if you wanted to get even more strategic i think you could have more options to draft from but i think the more that you do that there's not so much depth in the game like that's i think a lucky pull of goals is going to make uh game easier for one player than the next but it plays in 20 minutes yeah it's quick like, it's it nice. is it's quick it's light the box is a full-size box but it plays the way you would expect something like the 10 or deep dive or that smaller even french quarter kind of size box that's what you expect out of it for I, I the think- gameplay for the size of game it is, there's a, there's a reasonably high, and again, this is relative to the size of the game. For a 20-minute game, there's a reasonably high rules cost. And I think playing it you more think often... so? I think playing it more often would basically eliminate that because you'd memorize the rules. I don't think that we feel the same about this game almost at all. Well, what are you bringing back to the table? I'm bringing back... It's kind of two. I think I'll pick one a little more over the other. I, I'm going to bring back Adventures of Robin Hood. A little bit Dwarf Romantic as well. They're both co-op games that have a bit of a campaign to them. Because we try to play so many things in our collection, campaign games, I feel like we have to be very focused about playing them back to back. It's always more rewarding if you don't let there be a long gap in between for campaign games because you do lose the narrative. A lot of times it's hard to relearn the rules the right way because you've unlocked different things and different things have changed so then when you're trying to refresh yourself it's a little unclear to the point where it often feels better to just start over if you're not that far into it legacy games don't really give you that option but in the same way if we have a legacy game we usually 
power through schedule it and like that's the only thing we play until we're done i know that that's a hard thing to just tell anyone to do like oh yeah just play it till you're done and that's just kind of been our mode there was one time with clank we didn't play it till it was done because there was a pandemic there was a pandemic <laughs> i remember we played it on leap day 2020 we had like all this blue and yellow snacks and stuff like that and in March is kind of when everything then shut yeah. down. So it became sort of impossible to get that one done. But yeah, with both of those games, we have played and enjoy both of them. We, last time we played Dorf this month, it didn't go. We didn't like we have start. a We got great, to a rough start. Yeah, we didn't really have great uh, luck of picking out tiles, things like that. But still enjoyed it. And Adventures of Robin Hood has a stronger like story going through it, which I think is why I'm saying I want to get that one back to the table faster tonight even than i do for dwarf romantic and i played the video game i have the video game of dwarf romantic that came out also kind of in the pandemic i think it's like an endless tile layer you just like keep putting things down so the board game of course does end there are finite tiles in there but they do still give you these unlockable boxes so it feels a bit more legacy then Adventures of Robin Hood, which is just more of a story you're kind of playing right. through on the same board. The uh, the legacy feel of there's things to discover in Dwarf is a, is a little different. Yeah. So moving on to collection. What game might not stay? I think you're going to get surprised in my collection pick. Okay. A game that I wouldn't mind if we culled is Res Arcana. What? And here's the thing. Res Arcana is a great game. Well, too Re bad, sir. Res Arcana is a great game. But here's my problem Keeping with Res it. Arcana. It's an now, incredible... We played both expansions. It doesn't matter. It's, uh, it, it matters a little. Well, okay. I mean, it's a good thing for you to point out, but I think okay. I had considered that when picking it for my collection okay. game, like with or without the expansion. It's such a tight resource management game. And, and honestly, it's a little like Istanbul, but I like Istanbul better, where once you kind of like understand it, it's sort of like, oh, I basically have to win in five turns or I don't have a chance. And it's, it's a, it provides a level of stress that I just don't enjoy. Uh, especially since, as we saw, like that wasn't actually true of our playthrough. It took us, I think, six turns to win because neither one of us I had. I think it was only six turns. I think we only went through six turns. Yeah, it felt like more. I always count. And I'm always trying to do four, but that's why I don't like to play the game. It's so stressful. Well, well, it sounds like you've made this bad for yourself. Well, that's why I want to get rid of it. Okay. Well, <laughs> I it did not feel like six. If you asked me, I would have guessed like seven or eight. Yeah, it was it was a long game. Uh, it took us a minute. I know that if you're playing just the base game, it is pretty reasonable to win in five turns, like if you're right. executing it well. But it is also a game that depends on the group you're playing with. You might play with a group that takes, I know the first time we played, we were nowhere near that. The other thing about it, which I almost, I don't like big deck of cards games. games. Yeah. Uh, we played Floor, Forest Shuffle. It's not going to be my coal game, but it's not all the way out of the woods yet where you're kind of going through this deck and trying to find these synergies and trying to, you know, trying to make these things happen. Resocana has a good sized deck. Given that you only get eight cards, right? You only ever get eight cards. And I think that even though that is highly restrictive, ultimately, I prefer that than having the eight cards and knowing there's all these other options and varieties. Now, when you get into the expansions, I feel like it becomes what's not great is if in those eight cards you don't have and in a two player game, neither one of you have certain things. Right. Because all the cards have different types, places of power that you're trying to probably earn so that you can win. And those places of power will also work with certain card types. So you might sort of get into the situation where 
everything is like, well, if you have creatures, watch out. This is going to be great. Right, and right. nobody has creatures. You have cards that go with creatures that you don't have. There's places of powers that need creatures and you don't have them. In that sense, that really limited hand becomes like, well, there's nothing, there's nothing here that lets me go look for a card right. that I need. Like, this is it. But I kind of like the challenge of that. You can always discard cards to just get resources instead. You don't have a lot of cards in your hand. Right. Really, almost ever. It's very hard to, like, amass a lot without uh, using very specific powers to do that. I like it, all those restrictions. Where you say they're stressful, in some ways they pull down the stress of me of not having to evaluate more. Right. Or be looking for more. It's like, I know this is what I have. I, and I acknowledge that it's a good game, but we have lots of games. I'd play something else. Yeah, I would have thought that I burned three turns before I even started earning points. And there would have been another four after that. Because I thought it you might were going to end it. might have been seven. I thought, I thought you were going to end it one sooner than you did, I think. Yeah. I was close, but I was going to be short, so I just kept it on to the next. Anyway, you're right. I don't, I don't agree with you. Now, I don't think that it two players... I don't think that both expansions in a two-player game is really something that you need to do. It's, it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. So for me, I am most officially and most strongly picking Cryptid Urban Legends. I just, I didn't get it. That was, do you remember that one? No. It's I was a hoping two, you would talk about it before you asked me that. Oh, that's fine. It's a two-player only game. It was a little small box. We played at the coffee shop. Yeah. One of us was the cryptid. The other was like the investigators. And we had those two city oh, blocks. Yeah. And then things were moving back oh, you and know what? forth. That game was pretty fun. I know. You had a great time. I think you understood fundamentally what the game was. And it was one where I, it's not, it's a small box game. And we have a lot of two player. You, you won the game. I won. I know. I, I have no idea. I don't get it. Like I did do it. I don't get it. There were these cubes. That had to move in certain directions. You had these cards where between the two rows, they were they were staggered like a checkerboard. And it's these two rows of cards. And they're like city blocks. So there's spaces in between that have nothing, like the light squares, if right. you will, of a checkerboard. And the dark squares have these city blocks. In the light squares, you have these cubes. And you're drawing cards to your hand that move the cubes. And then something about the way the cubes move depends on where the cryptid can go. And then one person is trying to like trap the cryptid. The, the cryptid's trying to like basically trap the investigator by being on both ends, kind of like they're everywhere. The investigator's trying to narrow them down to one spot and pinpoint them. I did not, and it alternates back and forth. I did not, I did not get it. I thought it was a delightful puzzle, and I don't want to get rid of it because I can play with Adam. I want to play with Adam before you get rid of it. Oh, it is currently on the cold shelf, oh, but okay. Move it. Yeah, and I know Adam is probably, we're probably going to see him in February, so I mean, I think we can make that happen. I like, I even like two-player games that are asymmetric, but... Boy, this one flew right over my head. So that was my most, that's the strongest one. Some other ones, now Unlock, we're going to get rid of that. We've played through it. I don't think that we'll play it again, even though we could. We could try to I mean, I was going to put that on the cold list, but I thought that was cheap. Yeah, we could, we could wait a bit and then do it again when we've sort of forgotten what the things are. Because there's too much in it to just remember step by step. Yeah. If you gave it a few months, you'd be able to try it again. I think you would still remember certain pieces of the puzzle, though. I, I didn't... I didn't think it was good enough to play again. I... Even the one that we did 
the hardest one was the Ticket to Ride one because I gave a difficulty for each right. one. It was Ticket to Ride. It was Mysterium and Pandemic. Oh, no, no. Pandemic the hardest was one was hard Pandemic. One. Pandemic was the hardest one. And I thought Pandemic was the best one. It also had more supplemental things with it. We technically failed it, but it was still We technically hard. failed it, but it was the best one and like an enjoyable challenge even though we failed it. So we just failed on time. We we got we we figured out the we puzzle. We ended up yeah, we ended up doing too it. Too late. But I felt like the the there's like a it's kind of a deck of cards that you're going through and trying to unlock things. I thought that just everything about the mechanics of the game worked the best in the pandemic one. Some of the other ones it felt like, well, how was I ever supposed to know that like it just didn't right. feel like it really meshed together um for a shuffle like i said eh, i something those big deck of cards games and it's a small box all right. that's in it is cards what is nice is that it's um ecologically produced it was all i think made of recycled stuff yeah, i think every part of the thing was recycled yeah and i i would imagine if it wasn't all recycled, it probably could have been ten dollars cheaper. Came in a smaller box. Yeah, the because folks it at the is game just store. a deck of cards. And then the other one that I played solo, and I kind of thought I don't know that I actually like this that much. Is Isla Cats Explore and Draw? Oh yeah, it's not bad. So you're think, calling like half the games we played this month? Uh, you know, I'm in a pattern now. I'm in a strong calling pattern, and I want to keep that energy going. I. I think it's sort of like if I play a game and I don't feel like I want to play it again soon. One, we usually try to play through everything right. so it doesn't right. happen. But if I don't have that urge, like, oh, I want to play this again soon. I'm kind of like, okay, then should it actually stay? So that was another one. I played it and it was really just the admin of the game. You have to, every time, every round, you put out 12 cards. And at the end of the round, you have to shuffle those, you know, you take those card, 12 cards up, you put them in their separate piles, you pull out another 12 cards. And something about that game flow, I was playing solo, maybe that's some of it. It just, it's all well, none of it's poorly done, but I think as far as a solo flip and write kind of game, I just, it, I don't know that I really like it that much. I think I, I have the big box for Isle of Cats, the full game, the regular game. And even that one, I'm like kind of iffy on, but I'm keeping the big box, I already have it. And I'm going to play that a little more before I make a final decision. But I think maybe I just don't really gel with that game a lot. Just the how it plays, the mechanics of it. I never do especially well. Right. So I think it doesn't like click with me somehow. So that's my coal section. And now, finally, game of the month. I, I find that to be hard this, this month because I, there's not a standout game. I mean, I liked a lot of the games we played. And then I also don't want to games that you hated but i'm going to anyway uh oh, i think four shuffle is my game of the month okay um, you did like it i i liked it a lot we you know it's this it's basically a a tree collection game and i like so you're you're, you're placing out trees and then well, you're making a forest you're making a you're forest. not really now you play the trees that have a collection aspect to them that give you points for every tree right. that you get yeah so i see how you were like no i'm pretty it was a tree collection game. Tree collection but for game. some of us who just had birch tree after birch tree, it was not a tree collection game. It was a firefly and butterfly collection game. Well, yeah. And so each of the trees could be host to different fauna or pieces of yeah. the ecosystem. Pretty much each space around the card, top, left, bottom, right, could hold, you could tuck a different card underneath it. And the trees and were all like building those. just trees, but the cards that you yeah. tucked it was either top and bottom or right and left. And so there were two options. And by using one of the options, you forego Cover up the other, other option. Yeah. 
And then it's also one of my favorite card mechanics, which is that the cards are currency. So to buy cards, Ugh, you have to spend cards. Hate it. Um, Don't and, care for it. And I, I think it makes big game, big card games more tolerable because it, it gives you, it gives you something to do with the cards that aren't meaningful to your, to the synergies you've chosen. I don't need anything to do with them, especially like, yeah, I don't feel like I need to get rid of them. There was a hand, was there a hand limit? There's a hand limit ten. Yeah, so there's that, but yeah, I don't. It, it is a list of things that I don't mechanics that I don't necessarily or, or I don't even know that's a full mechanic. Maybe it is paying paying cards to play cards. I love I love to pay cards and, and like paying cards to play cards where you lose the 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 feature of the card because you've paid it as currency. I also is- think if someone's if if someone is paying a lot of cards, then you do get to see them because when you pay them, you pay it into this like oh, yeah, center shared board, and then people can take the boards, cards, and then you can draw from that shared board. But when that shared board gets to ten cards, it gets wiped. Yeah, it's a pretty. No so I, I like that balance of it, that when someone pays out their cards, you know, they have to be paying things to the center. And then because there is a big deck, then you do get more of a pick of the cards that's kind of randomized. Well, and I might but have you're a only still picking the rejected cards. But like I might reject a card because I'm not using that. But then you might it might be a thing you're like you were well, collecting butterflies. It, it makes so you it was more hard for me in a to, two player game. It makes you more divergent. But that doesn't it's not necessarily good well i felt like it was a strategic challenge for me because i wasn't i didn't care i didn't have any butterfly synergy but i basically couldn't discard butterfly cards without the cost of you scoring a lot of points and i thought that was fun you play butterflies for zero you still have to have a tree for every butterfly you don't play one right butterfly per tree and even the max of the points like it's good the other thing that i don't care for i guess this is just me complaining about forest shuffle is that I think it might be, I'd have to think of more games that the different scoring things aren't the same. Yeah. Cause some of you score by sometimes set. Sometimes it's some you score by per set. Card. Sometimes it's just having another card. Sometimes it's having a number of other cards. Sometimes it's exponential based on how many of a card you can get. Oh yeah. I mean the foxes and the hares. And I didn't even see them. So I think I also had a game, a two player game where you, I didn't see, maybe I saw one of the trees that you had. Oh, yeah, maybe I had a, one. A big set collecting tree. Yeah. So you had a big set collecting tree. You had foxes and hares. I maybe saw one hare yeah. the whole game. I didn't discard any. So then it's like, you you know, what you would want to do is try to interrupt that strategy. But it's like, I can't interrupt the exponential scoring strategy. And I don't know if there are more exponential scoring strategies in that game that I didn't see. There's one way for us to find out. Yeah, play again. So I think that maybe one first playthrough, you're learning it, you get the cards you get, you don't know what to look for. There may have been things that were higher value that I didn't recognize. But two, also in that two-player game, I think you're ultimately seeing less cards, maybe. Yeah. And then you're only getting the other person's discards. If they're drawing into their strategy, you'll never see them. You'll never get the opportunity to interrupt it. And then you're kind of playing these two solo games with different scoring. Yeah. Uh, anyways game of the month for kelly game of the month for me this is we just came off the game of the month of the year episode and that kind of made me think a lot of times when i'm picking games it's not that it's literally the best game and that then at the game of the month of the year am i literally picking from the 12 best games there's usually just something about that game that month that stands out to me i just liked it the most and i'm still gonna stick with that strategy which is why I'm picking Penny Black. 
Oh, I yeah. don't think there's any way that at the end of this year, I'm going to pick it for game of the month of the year. Like, you might. I think it's almost impossible. I like, as I'm looking over like the list of what we played and we didn't play, we played a good amount of games, but we've, there've been months where we've played like 40 games before. Right, right. So it was still a smaller list for us. As I looked over them, I felt like Penny Black, it just felt like a very effortless play for me. Now I had synergy in my goals. The things came out that I wanted. Everything just fell together. So it was like the playthrough for me was just very smooth. Nice. That's and why you don't easy. need to play it again. I play like crap. I want to play it again. Uh, no, but I think I still want to play it again. Uh, and I thought to myself, I likened it to like Doritos, like junk food of gaming. I don't want to have like a gigantic bag of Doritos. I don't want to have them all the time. If you say like, oh, what's the best food? You're not going to say Doritos. But when you're in the checkout line and there's that like grab like that smaller size, one or two serving bag of Doritos, like sometimes it is absolutely all you want. It's, it's like, just, oh, it's going to be me and that bag on the way home. It's going to be perfect. It's just sweet chili lime time. Oh, I don't get sweet chili lime. I mean, classic. Cool ranch. I mean, red bag Doritos. Oh, the nacho. Oh, the are oh, those are just nacho cheese. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe that's what they call it. It's Dorito flavored. It's not real. It's completely. There's a great book called Dorito Effect about food flavoring and just like the science and how food has changed over the years. And I mean, ultimately maybe a little bit of a bummer, but very good book. Doritos are fantastic at the right time in the right quantity. And I think the same is true for Penny Black. It's only going to last you about a, as long as a bag of those and Doritos. It, You'll be satisfied with both when you're done. And it's at least good enough for the game of the month of the month. It's exactly that good. Um, yeah, but we did play a lot of, you're right to say like, there were a lot of things that felt kind of similar this month because I think that Sky Team is a better game. Yeah, we're just not that good at it. Which we're makes not it especially good at Sky Team. I think, I don't think we did a, now if we were playing in the app this time. We would have lost again. We would have lost just because I put out a, a dice and I, I put out a die and then I was like, oh, whoopsie, that's not. The right dot. That's not the right one to put there because we were at the very end and you have to you get under the brakes instead of the speed. The, yes. It's the it's the order in which you complete things that I sometimes forget when I play. And then things like parks. I mean, I, I think you like parks solid more games. if I didn't make you mad while we played parks. You did make me mad during parks. You made me really mad during another game, too. I'm not going to even try to recall Seven it now. Summits. Oh, you made me really mad. During, I wasn't going to try to recall it. You made me really mad during Seven Summits. And if you know about Seven Summits, you'll think, well, it's <sighs> like a possible? push your luck. It's how did that happen? Um, yeah, you did ruin that as well. I think that probably if I was going for the best game of the year, I'd probably say Decorum. We played one of the oh, ones right. off the app. But I think it's gotten some run in the game of the month. It has gotten it before, but that doesn't mean that it isn't still great. That was probably... That was probably the best overall game. And I will say we did play the app for the first time and the app was it was fine. It was good. The app works well. Cool. You have to both have it, which is a little annoying, but I like that it yeah, kept for, track of the rounds for you. It keeps track of the rounds, which is nice. And um, then when you share, it just pops up on your screen. Yeah, which it makes sense that we have to have both because you have to see yeah. your own card. It would be yeah. pretty annoying otherwise to manage a it. A pass and play version. Yeah, it, and how much you want to look at it and reference it as you're trying to get the uh, different rooms arranged appropriately. Um, but yeah, it doesn't, when you do the app one, it doesn't have that little bit of story with it. Right. 
So that's like... But we could make up a story. You, I mean, you can always make up a story. I did like that. I understand that they probably have like generated these for the app. I don't know that someone is literally making every one well, or if I, they found a way to generate I'm them. I'm imagining there's some there's some fun algorithm that, that's doing That's it just making them. it for them, yeah. So then, I mean, it, these days, could you get ChatGPT to write a story based on it? Probably. But it's whatever. That's the only downside to the app, that it is kind of fun to have the little, you know, it's like a one-paragraph barely story yeah. that goes with the uh, Maybe we can write them ones and that come into the... I just don't see us having the time to do that. We're already <laughs> recording this early because of the amount of time that we have left in the month. Speaking of the time we have left in the month, what are you looking forward to? Yeah. Um, well, French Quarter that just came, you're right to say that Like, I have all the other ones in that series, and I'm interested to see how that plays. I know sometimes with the Kickstarter games, you can preview them somewhere. I did not. I, I have very little idea what's happening in that one. Really, the first half of our year is pretty busy, I would say. We got some stuff. We're we're booked pretty well up until summer, and maybe things will quiet down after that. But I still am trying to figure out when to get through some of the longer campaign games that we have. And I don't know if maybe in this earlier part of the year, where we have a lot going on anyway, it might be easier to get through some of those campaigns. We're just playing stuff. the same game. There's no rules overhead after you get started. Right. So to get through Robin Hood, North Romantic, Skyrim. I was going to say Skyrim. You've took my, what am I looking those, for? Those, I think, to? I don't know if we have another game with a campaign I was going to say that... my head. Oh, Under Falling Skies. We All always right. just like play the first one and haven't really gotten deeper into that. So yeah, February and maybe even March. Our H index might be pretty high in February. It, it well, I don't know if the H index is going to end up high because I don't think we're going to play a lot of different games a lot of times. Well, I mean, if we play, if you play one game twenty times, your H index. Well, but if we play several campaigns, then we don't. The whole point is we don't have the time. Okay, you know what? It's fine. We don't have the time to argue about this either. But I, I, I do think that for a long time I've thought of like when are we going to play Skyrim, and I'm going to aspirationally say I'm looking forward. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to episode 138. Be sure to subscribe to know when new episodes drop. You can follow us on Instagram, X, and Twitch at Variant Hex. We have a website and a blog at VariantHex.com, and you can email us at podcast at VariantHex.com. Aaron didn't manage to play any more games before the end of the month, but I played a handful of button-shy solo games while traveling, including Unsurmountable, Ancient Realms, Royal Limited, Death Valley, and Food Chain Island. The next episode will be a bit of a mystery as we've just returned home and haven't played anything else. Adam may have another board game games episode for us soon, uh, but if you're listening to these in reverse, you have 137 more episodes headed your way, the next one being our game of the month of the year for 2023. And that's all for now. Thank you so much for spending your time with us today.